Blog Talk Radio. Legends. Myth. Our world was born of such things. Are you paying close attention? This is how your humanity ends. Human nature. Read Human Nature by Matthew E. Rawls, author of Whispers in the Christ, available
And it's kind of like if if you walk onto a set or you you know you're just out in public and you're you're behaving in any other way than respectful or being a nice guy, it's kind of I mean and and I this is just me but it's almost like a slap in the face to everything that my parents had worked so hard you know to to help me achieve. So there's really no there's no room for that kind of look at me look at me you know I'm you know holier than thou kind of attitude. If you go on set, you know, you're you're all there to to work, to create, to collaborate. And, you know, there's really no other way to be. So again, I take it as a compliment. It it you know, it always makes me smile and laugh because, you know, Francie, you're you're <laughs> you're adorable, you know, and and you're so gracious Aww. and kind. So I mean if the entire world thought like you did, you know, I'd be I don't know, probably playing Batman right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, I mean, you're, uh, uh, yeah, definitely, Joel, you are definitely live right now. This is perfect. I'm um, perfect? Yes. Okay, and, good. And, and we do, I, I would like to say that we've got Joel D. Weinkoop, and we have got, uh, and this is still our opening, and, you know, because I love to bring you on, because you're you're like my you're like the sweetest guy I know, honestly. And uh, uh, Nicholas Grabowski with Black Veggie Books. Uh, this is still our opening, and we want to talk a little bit. And uh, Matthew, I know you're gonna get it. You're gonna love this because there has been conventions. There's been Monster Palooza, and Jody Weinkoop has been rocking it even in the men's bathroom at some conventions. So we wanted to talk about that. I seen the photos. Dedication. When you were in the men's bathroom. That was at the Gasparilla Film Festival. The uh, I wrote on Facebook. I go really when we're in the bathroom, and he goes, "I'm sorry, but I was starstruck. I saw two of you together. We just premiered our movie Fury, The Tales of Ronan Pierce. It's the first uh, showing over in the United States. It's played over in Australia and and a bunch of film festivals overseas in the in Monster Film Festival." And a bunch of different places, and this is its uh, first showing in the United States at the uh, Gasparilla Film Festival in Tampa. And uh, yeah, that 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 gentleman was Paul King. He's a very nice guy, but uh, yeah, he snapped those pictures in the bathroom, and I was like, "Really? In the bathroom?" <laughs> Can't I but see? But he goes, "Well, I was starstruck." What would be awesome is if you and Matthew Ewald could work together. Hello, I'll be the first in line to buy the ticket. I would love that, Matthew. That'd be awesome. And hey, I'm, I'm all for, for it. And congratulations! The plan nine looks awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's good fun. It's 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 a trip. This one. I'm I'm very very excited. Yeah, it looks but cool. congratulations on your success. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, yours too, man. I, I think I think this is. I think this is really going to be cool because I remember writing on there saying, put me down for a copy because this thing looks cool. And my buddy Mr. Lobo's in it, too. Oh, yeah, yep, Mr. Lobo. Yeah, everybody loves Mr. Lobo, too. He's such a cool guy. In fact, it's funny. Mr. Lobo is is in uh, one of my movies, uh, Fall of an Actor. uh, He intros the entire movie. Oh, very cool. Small world. Yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah, really. have, we do. We actually have callers online um, on hold. So everybody, please, if you're calling in, 
Don't hang up. We've got to do a couple of, well, we got to pay the bills here, Frenchie and Friends, because they don't pay themselves. And one of our bills is uh, Matthew Ewald, your friend, Mr. Nicholas Gorbowski with the Black Betsy Books. We just <laughs> oh, Hello, everybody. Hello, <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, folks. How, how are you? <laughs> I'm sitting here in my office overwhelmed with all kinds of all kinds of things to do. But that's a Shut good up, thing. And uh, I got a huh? It's a what? You there? I'm here. Then I turned around and Francie was gone too. I thought, uh oh, am I the last man on earth all of a sudden? But yeah, hey, say folks, I got to make this really quick because we got a lot to talk to with, with Matthew and Joel and everybody. Um, but um, uh, this is an exciting time for Black Bedsheet Books. We got a lot of things going on. Uh, of course, everybody's heard about the the renovation that we did and the move and everything. Now we have Black Bedsheet Studios, and uh, we've got some new books coming out. We've got Filter by Jason Gaylord, Dark Harbors by Tom Sawyer, Dark and Obscure, which is the sequel to Morning Stars by Nick Casella, The Night It Got Out by Patrick James Ryan, Within by Stephen Shrewsbury, Garbage Day by Jake History. We got uh, From This Misery herself, Raina Young, uh, a new book new, of poetry coming out. You could find her book that she already has with us, Dislocated Thoughts. You could find all this stuff, plus Human Nature and Whispers in the Cries by Matthew Ewald himself. You guys, you've got to read these books. Check him out if you haven't. Uh, visit his Facebook um, his uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, and uh, uh, And always go to... Um, www.downwarden.com slash store and buy not just his books but check out all the stuff going on over there and all of our authors um, we're awesome <laughs> if I do say so myself but yeah uh, it's a great great horror stuff and uh, and hopefully Matthew's going to talk a little bit about Whispers in the Cries and Human Nature to Francie oh absolutely you know that trailer yeah and oh it, and uh, I, I'll be I'll be headed back into the show a little bit uh, probably a half an hour or so Francie's anxious to talk about Matthew's uh, book trailers yeah Whispers in the Cries I gotta tell you Matthew whenever I post that on my Facebook all the girls are like oh my gosh that guy is so good looking Jesus. Francie. <laughs> I got I got nothing to say. I mean She loves you, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, and Francie. Um, you know, call me. We'll we'll have dinner or something. Um uh, yeah, 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 no, there you I go. Mean, so you know, it's no. it's it's incredibly again, I say it's incredibly flattering. I think you know, if if any any kind of facet of that can can allow people to see like the work, whether it be the, you know, the book trailer was was designed to help you know sell the book, and um, so no, whenever whenever people comment on it in any regard, it's you know it means a lot to me because it's it's you know it's the passion project. So so thank yeah. Uh, Joel, have you guys have uh, Joe and Joel? Have you guys seen the book trailer? Yes. He's a good-looking guy, wouldn't you say? Say that again. 
that's the that's the he's a, Matthew Ewald is a good looking guy. I mean, he's like won the hearts of so many women. It's just when your eyes alone. You I feel like I'm stories. being like auctioned off by like a Russian mail order kind of. That's kind what of she, thing. That's what like, she's going into next, Matthew. She's yeah, going to be one like, of those. She's going to get up and on the speakers on the microphone. And too can be yours yeah. for, for yeah. you know, the, bye bye I next $5. Gonna, I want to get $5. Hey, how about $10? Oh, I got $10 there. Hey, I got $100. No, you're a really good-looking guy, and women do do love you. In fact, we've got a lot of callers. We've got so many callers right now. What do I do? Uh, do Thank I take a call. caller? All right. Take a call. Or oh, any caller. Please stay on. Area code 408. I think this might be John Link. No, no, I'm not no, it... Oh, yeah, it is John Link. Uh, it is John Link. John Link 908. Yeah, okay, hold on one second, okay, John? Because I got more callers that's been holding on for a long time, too. Hold on one second. Um, area code two four eight. Hello. 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 Hi, this is Tom Sawyer again. Hey, Tom. Hey. Hey, uh, this is hey. also a black bed she books author, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. I wanted to wish uh, Matthew congratulations on the new book and all that and Oh, thank you. Sir. And Very he's, much. I appreciate that. He's, he's a big part of Plan 9 from Outer Space, the remake, which I understand from watching Stephen Hart's post. I love Stephen Hart. Such a great guy. Yes. How do you make remake such a uh, classic? I uh, use that term loosely as that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Matt, Matthew, you got to work with Stephen Hart. Um, I believe we I believe we met very very briefly. Um, but yeah, most of most of my stuff because the film was split up into different kind of of groups. Um, I was my stuff was filmed kind of out at a at a, a couple of locations that all kind of intersected. So our our crew, although large, I think uh, I think Stephen. Or Mr. Har, I think he came he came on at a different time. But I do I do remember meeting him. Very kind gentleman. Yeah, very very kind. And he's from the Outback. Yes. Oh, is he from the Outback? Uh, I'm assuming Australia, not the Steakhouse. Yeah, he's definitely from Australia. And I got to tell you, Stephen Har is um, the first trauma guy. You know, trauma pictures, they have the trauma women, and Stephen Horror is actually the very first and only trauma guy. I did not. No, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stephen Horror. He's, he's actually the one what? who said, he, he, we kind of emailed each other back and forth, and he was like, hey, if you want Lloyd Kaufman, here you go. You got Lloyd Kaufman, and he gave us Lloyd Kaufman. And I was like, yeah. what do I owe you? And he was like, absolutely nothing. So, yeah, Stephen Hoare is actually a fantastic guy, and he was one of the producers of Plan 9 from Outer Space, which also That's stars right. Mr. Lobo. Oh, I which, which, I don't know if you answered the question yet because you were on the phone with Nick. What did it feel to, like, your, your, 
you're remaking this movie. How does it feel? Or, or, or I, I guess, I mean, honestly, when um, my father raised me on on the original, you know, the 1959 Edwards original, and um, cool. we'd sit down and we'd watch uh, over, like, every summer we'd sit down and we'd watch, like, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Thing from Another Planet, uh, Plan 9, you know, the Universal Monster movies, and, and like, The Blob, you know, oh, so yeah. on and so on and so on. And, and so I, I had... I had a love of the film prior just because it's something that I shared with my father. And um, uh, uh, my, awesome. when, when, I, when I had orig- originally seen the, uh, the kind of the announcement trailer that they had done uh, before my involvement, a few years before my involvement, I, um, like, any, like any fan of the hor- like I desperately love the horror genre. And seeing it, it was like, how are they going to do this? You know, are they going to honor the, you know, what had come before? Is it going to be a blatant remake where, you know, it's shot for shot? Or are they going to try to make it their own while honoring, you know, Mr. Wood's vision? You know, there's so many questions. And then um, through an incredible kind of, you know, happenstance of career and meeting uh, certain actors and and crew, um, I met the director, John Johnson. And... um, we started up a dialogue and I think the first time we spoke, it was for about two hours and it was about everything but plan nine. It was about film in general, about, you know, the passion of filmmaking and why we do what we do. And we talked about, I mean, we talked about things from like full moon entertainment, you know, films to, to, you know, television shows. And we just, we really got hooked on it. And then, Later on, we discussed it again, and we talked about Plan 9. I read the script, and I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't, at least in my humble opinion, and again, this was before I was attached to it, it wasn't disrespectful, and it wasn't a straight-up zombie movie. You know, it, it, it's everything, and of course, I'm biased because I'm, I'm in it, but watching it, it was everything that I felt... Um, a re-imaging should be. It, it it took care of the source material. It was a love letter to the original movie. It didn't take itself so serious that it was like, no, this is a serious-minded remake. You know, you people are going to see the, you know, the blood-drenched walls kind of thing. You do, but it was more... The, the, the reasoning behind it wasn't for a quick buck. It was truly for the passion and love of Mr. Wood's original film. So I guess... Yeah. Too, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. They put their own swing on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very much it's it's its own animal. It it stays true to the original story. You have Jeff Trench, you have Paula, you have Kelton, you have, you know, you have yeah. these classic characters. But it was also taking the story, which you do have. I mean, you do have, and it says it right there in the synopsis: aliens are resurrecting the dead to take over the world. You know, it's yeah. like there. You you still have that story, but you also want to, to to make it to the point where when people sit down and watch it, if they're a younger generation or they're not familiar with the original movie, they it's it's two separate animals, and there's there's allusions to this is a continuation of the previous story and so on and so on. But I honestly I feel like it was I mean I've I've been doing this for a long time and and I'm not ashamed to say I think 
you know, regardless of my involvement or not, you know, I was able to sit down and show it to my father. And my, my dad and I, you know, we sat down and watched it side by side. And he's oh, like, I, I bet I that absolutely was so cool. It, it was very fun, you know, but, but he, get, he got it. He was like, it wasn't trying to steal thunder from the original movie. It wasn't trying to, yeah. you know, one-up it. It was trying to honor the vision. So yeah, it was it was an incredibly uh, taxing thing, and it was uh, but it was because everybody was trying so hard to to honor it and to deliver to the fans something that they're not going to just say, well, it's a generic, you know, zombie film, or you know, how is this Plan Nine? And you know, it, everybody was all thought was put into it in order to, to deliver, you know, something special. So yeah, so I, I, I've seen. I've seen the trailer. I've yet to see the movie. I'm waiting to see the movie. I cannot wait to see it. And the trailer is like beyond anything that I thought that it was going to be. I mean, the trailer is fantastic. It's fun. It's it's a fun. It's a fun film because it does have. It mixes the genres very well. It's everything that my group goes through in the film is very drama. You know, it's about survival. It's about getting back to the people we love. You know, it's about protecting the people that we love. And it really is. It's the end of the world kind of thing. And then you have this separate category that is is self-aware. You know, it's not it, – it, it, there's humor and there's – but it, it bleeds between the, you know, between these two emotions so beautifully, in my, again, in my humble opinion – Oh, everybody has one, but um, I don't know. I think the trailer is incredibly fun. I think it's incredibly fun. I think it's it's exciting, and it's one of those it's one of those films where you you're gonna want to go to like you're gonna want to pick it up and sit down with a group of friends and watch it and just kind of enjoy the ride. It's like an amusement park. Yeah. One one thing that I thought about with this show is you know we we got to get this like really great person to help host this show and Joel D. Weinkoop is definitely somebody who's, you know, acted in your shoes. He knows exactly what you're talking about and the passion that you're always talking about with this. Joel, yeah. do you feel what he's saying? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Matthew, how long have you been doing it? When did you start? I started at 17 years old and I'm now 32. Yeah, okay. I'm 54, and I started when I was, like, 15 with Super 8 stuff, and then it was into uh, our first little video, Twisted Illusions, and that was, like, 1984, and then we did Truth or Dare and Killing Spree, and, and then I did Lost Oh, right Faith. on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so right, right through there, but it, just like you said, it's a lot of um, uh, it's uh, blood uh, and sweat and tears. And it's sad that the real big money isn't there, like a big Hollywood movie. And it's you really work hard in this to get your name out there, to get your, you know, to get your movie out, to get your name out there as an actor, to get your name out there as a filmmaker, a writer, a director, a producer, an actor. You know, it's 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 interesting. I just I was just having this discussion with, with my mom the other day about how the state of the industry has, has kind of progressed yeah. and changed just since just since I originally started. And I think, and I mean, I've told this story before, so I'll keep it very, very short, but I remember this is all I've ever wanted. 
I've I've desperately dreamed of becoming a professional actor, you know, since for as long as I can remember. And I remember sitting in my backyard back in Mound, Minnesota, uh, looking at the stars with my telescope. And and this sounds like such a uh, you know this sounds like it was it was written for like Smallville or something. But my parents came out in the backyard and sat on each side of me, and they literally pointed to the stars and said, "Any one of those can be yours. Never be afraid to chase them." And and it and still it, it put this this no. sense in me that it doesn't matter what the dream is. You know, you fight to earn it. You fight to earn every line of dialogue, every frame, you know, yeah. every moment on set. And I think. Yes, you have these huge, these mega million blockbusters that you know money is poured in, poured in, poured in. Um, and and I've, I mean, I've I've been so fortunate, you know, blessed, lucky, whatever you want to say. I've been she a part of. and acts like she doesn't like, like the attention, but deep down she but does. What, what I love about it is coming back to, you know, the the reason that we fell in love with these stories and tales told in the first place. It's because. You get a group of people who have a vision, and no one's above anyone else. I mean, there is the hierarchy of filming, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't care if a budget is $100 million or $100. You fight to earn it. And I like yeah, the idea sure. of getting together with talented yeah, awesome. people and getting back to these stories. You know, I don't care if it's, you know, you're, you're selling them at conventions, it's going to Redbox, or it's in the theater. You know, like getting back to why we make these projects in the first place. It's because when we were younger, we grabbed, you know, the the Super 8s or the VHS cameras like my parents had, and, and we're making these epics that when you revisit as an adult, as a professional adult, you look at and you're like, oh my god, what? You know, like, you know, how, like far we've, how far we've come, and I think well, the passion might. behind making these films is what is what the driving force should be. Yeah. You 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 know what I I wish I could do right now is to send this clip to every Hollywood executive out there right now because what you guys just said was probably the most powerful thing ever said in Hollywood just now. You love it. You you love the craft. I mean, come on, you get to watch it with your dad. No, it's it's an incredible it's an incredible thing. It's it's you know I don't mean to sound dramatic, but it can be life changing. Oh, it was I mean, brilliant! Actually, what I, you just I, said, Matthew. I think it, I think it's an important thing, and I think people lose sight of that because yes, it is a profession. We want to make money. We want to survive. We want to be able to take care of the people we love. But at the same time, you know. For instance, Trancers. I, I, I did a, a feature-length pilot uh, called Trancers Paradox, and in it, you know, and Francie, you and I had met, uh, talked about this before, but I put on 36 pounds of muscle, I shaved the sides of my head, I had this braided mohawk, this big beard, and it was it was the craft of of refinding yourself as an actor. It's like I've never been, I've never had the opportunity to play this kind of vicious character before. And so all of a yeah. sudden you're, see, you're losing yourself. Wait. You're losing yourself in 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 the passion and the love of Tell it me. all Tell over me. again. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's needed. That's what's missed. And and yes. I'm not. I mean, don't mean to bang the war drum, but I think there's a lot of movies that come out and get these incredible budgets because they are for it's it is for the actors. You know, it's kind of like we got name recognition, so let's do this, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I mean, that's what. You know, Hollywood is built on that kind of stuff. But I think I gravitate now towards yeah. 
independent productions because you you go and you have a meeting or you go and have an audition and the people who are making these films are like, my God, we're so close. Like I cannot wait for production day number one. You know, and and there's you're like this is this is oh my God, we're kindred. Yes, I want to be a part of your film for no other reason then I want to create, I want to have fun, I want to tell these stories that I grew up loving and dreaming of making. Oh, that's very awesome. Very great, Matt. We, yeah, Tom, I want to get back to you. I want to get to you also because Tom Sawyer is actually a writer too, um, and you're a writer, but we got a caller right now who's been holding on for a very long time. Area code 814. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, is this is this Don Proctor? Yes, of course. Hello. Who else would it be? <laughs> hey, I don't know. We are Wizard of Oz. Now, I know. I'm listening to and because uh, I don't know what's going on, but I was trying to listen to the show. I turned it on right away on my computer, and for some reason, there's no sound. Oh, well, oh. now you got. Oh. We so got, I don't know if it. anybody else is having any trouble. Yeah, Black Talk Radio, we're 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 gonna Nick and I I will announce that we're gonna try and find another uh internet radio source. And I hate to lose the listeners, but maybe I can upstream with Blog Talk Radio. Well, you know, you know if we let them like, if we let them know, maybe then they'll follow anyway. Well, I've I've been letting him know for. Okay, um, one thing, uh, one thing. Since I do have authors here and Tom Sawyer, we got Don, who's, and we got Joel, and we got John, we've got everybody. One thing that is always said, Matthew, your books were very successful with Black Benchy Books. And well. Oh, oh, they made it, you know. Are you there? I'm here. Matthew. Yeah. Matthew, hold on. Yes, Matthew. I'm here. Hold on. Matthew. Right here. Francie. You're here? I'm totally okay. here. Okay, Matthew. Okay, okay. Why do I feel like uh, Ed Harris at the end of the abyss? I'm typing. <laughs> I'm right here. It that does sound good. like you're like over. I'm here. Over. Okay. <laughs> I knew this was a one-way trip, Francie. <laughs> I gotta tell you, um, everything when when people found out that I came out with a book and then they noticed that I dated the great Nicholas Grabowski, they were like, "What are you doing with a daytime job?" And it's kind of like you know, it's called books a million for a reason. There's a million books in there. How are you going to get your book? Do you do, do you find the hardship in that too? All of you, come on, answer. Please, yes, yeah, somebody. I, I mean, I've been I've been a chatty Kathy over here, so let's give somebody a, a chance to speak before I go on another tangent. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm I don't write, but boy, I'll tell you what, I can stockpile on books like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> oh, I I got a Kindle for Christmas, so I'm getting every book I can. There you should buy Werewolf and the Everborn, and you should oh, buy definitely Matthew Ewald's book, Human Nature. Oh my gosh, it'll blow your mind. 
Matthew Ewald is not only a talented actor, he is also a talented writer. And well, you know, I was listening guy. to him. Hello? I was listening to him talk about you know the old movies and and you know how he him and his dad got into it and stuff. I raised all my kids on the old B movies because they're oh, classic. Cool. That if it wasn't for them, the movies that are out today would not be there. That's you know? true. I mean, my That's son, true. his he his favorite <clears throat> actors are like Bill Lugosi, Lon Chaney Jr., Lon Chaney. Um, all of those guys. He loves those guys. Um, well, well, John, John, can I interrupt real quick? Well, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's me, Joe Flynn. Uh, I was just actually at a convention in Burbank uh-huh. where I was hanging out with the Cheney family. Oh, you're so lucky. Oh, how cool. Uh, yeah, because it's a convention dealing with makeup and effects. But they have, like, celebs from all different types of films and uh-huh. stuff like that. And it's three days out in Burbank. It's called Monster Palooza. And it's just a blast. Uh, I, I would love anyone. to, but I'm in Pennsylvania, so I, that's a long trip. Right. It's George Romero, uh, Pennsylvania. We need to get everybody out, out here so we need to get everybody out here so I can see, go see everybody. My son, if he had the chance to do that, he would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, his favorite, there you go. one of his favorites is, you know, the original werewolf. Right. Or Wolfman, whatever. Uh, yeah, the Wolfman. It's all, it's all the same. Wolfman, werewolf, Matthew yeah. Ewald, <laughs> Joe B. Well, I mean, he, he was the, and uh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, he was the original, you know. Yes, he was. It's just incredible. And... You know, that's the whole thing with the authors I, and writers' makeup and filmmakers in general. I I understand their pains of like, hey, I'm making a movie, and I I, I commend them. I know it's a hard work and stuff like that. So, well, you know, I appreciate them. Oh, so does my son. I mean, he loves these guys. These are his favorites, not. Yeah, you would think being seventeen that you know it'd be all about these new actors and stuff. But those are right. those are the guys that he really likes. And you know, um, you like go. Yvonne Mason and said, she goes, "Well, you raised them right." I said, "Hell yeah!" There you go. I don't mean to interrupt, and I'm so sorry. But you know what's incredible about the actors that you you have mentioned is that the 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 actors from that era, and you know, a, a progression, of course, farther ahead, but. These were kind of men's men. These were guys who could throw a punch, crack a joke, and get the girl. Exactly. You know, like, they're not these, uh, and, you know, let's say present company excluded because, I mean, listen to me. I'm, I'm all gruff and, and manly. Um, but now you have, you have like, these, these, these actors who, who it's like, no, no. I, I, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, like hold the umbrella over me because the, the sunlight is too bright. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's really the, these actors, Lon Chaney, Bella Lugosi, you know, um, Boris Karloff. You know, they 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 got in it. You know, they loved their characters at least from from what I've read and what I know. But they were they were pretty boys. You know, it's it's kind of it's it's an era of filmmaking where everything was 
everything seemed new, and and you know the studios were like, ooh, monster pictures. I you know I don't know, but yeah, let's do it. And and then of course you get the magazines that come out, you know, famous monsters and so on and so on. And so yeah, these actors, there's a gravitas that they have about them that you know it's. Oh yeah. You, you, you oh, yeah. watch these movies and they hold up. Now it doesn't matter if they're you know black and white. It doesn't matter if they're in color. You you watch them because it is it does take you away. I mean you watch uh, a thing from another world and then Carpenter's the thing, and it's kind of like you can see the the bare bones of so much that came from it, and not just the stories but the actors themselves. So right. yeah, I mean exactly. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Oh yeah, that, I mean, that, yeah, that is one hundred percent correct. It's wow, Matthew, you just made every actor just stand up and every artist just stand up and applaud. Well, you couldn't have I put mean, it I think I remember when when I was seventeen and I first got out to L.A. I was to test the waters. It was for three months just to see if it was the dream that I've always dreamed, you know, because you get here and you go through the grind of auditions and everything. And and I had just gotten out here and I was, like I said, I was 17. My mom was with me. Um, and she said, you know, just before you start hitting every audition that your, you know, agent and manager sends you on, we should go to a, a comic book convention. You know, and there was a, and, yeah. and, it was just, and this was like a, a convention where it was honestly just comics. You know, it wasn't media or anything. It was you go, you buy comics, you meet some, you meet some faces. And I remember being there, and in the very back right hand corner, there was this gentleman in a three piece suit, brown with a fedora, on the table, and it was uh, Maurice Evans from Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, he played Dr. Zayas And you know this older gentleman And he was sitting there and he had all of his black and white photos And I, I of course I like looked at him I'm like holy crap That's you know that's that's Dr. <laughs> Zayas So you know I with my stack of comics You know I walked back there and I just I just wanted to say hello you know because again It's Planet of the Apes you know it, he He's an yeah. actor who fought And bled and strived for you know, again, for every friend, and there were pioneers. I mean, this isn't like you have the prosthetics today or the motion capture. You know, he was he was yeah. there. He was with Heston. You know, he was he, he did it. And so I shook his hand, and of course he said, he said, so you know, young man, what do you do? And it's kind of like, well, I I want to be an actor. You know, like just because I was out there to audition didn't mean I was an actor yet. You know, like I, I need you, that's something you have to earn. And um and I remember he would he he kind of motioned to this chair next to me, or, or next to him, and he was like, "It's a hard business, but the difference between actors and entertainers or performers is the reason you do it." And he and and he yeah. said, "Why do you want to be an actor?" And I said, "Because it's," and again, because I'm an actor, I'm dramatic. I was like, "It's my oxygen. I need it. I need it to survive. I need it to live." And and he said, and that's why I did it. And and we shook hands. It was very brief. And you know, we we went our separate ways. But it's kind of like you meet these people from an era where it was, you know, the studio backlots, and you know, you go on location in the desert and you do all this stuff. You're not building the sets. I mean, you are, but you're you're also traveling. You're, you know, you're in the makeup. You're with your fellow actors, and you're you're working for it. And I think that era of film. You know, it's like it's it was almost like colonizing a planet because everybody was working on Cheney. 
you know, molding yeah. and looking in a mirror and trying to figure out what the best look is. You know, it's exactly. kind of yeah. that's that's the important thing that I think so many people kind of get away from because it's easier just to say, no nah, hell, we'll pop up a green screen and uh, we'll we'll yeah. go to trans we'll go to Romania right there. And I mean, I've done projects yeah. where you pop up a green screen and you're in a different world. I love it, yeah. but at the same time, it's kind of like. Remember miniatures? Remember backdrops? You know, like, oh, yeah. A different era. Think yeah, about like, the original, like the original King Kong. Look how how big King Kong was actually was and they, how big they actually made him look. Three yeah, absolutely. nine. Yeah, he was I like that. Yeah. little armature. Yeah. Moving four, four inches for every uh, slice of film uh, to have Kong fight the pterodactyl and climb the Empire State Building. And then they just, they had a big hand-built that Faye Ray could actually uh, yeah. fit into when the, when the hand would close on her. But the rest of it, yeah, it was all just a little animated on the tabletop. Exactly. I mean, look how far it's come, but look how amazing it was that they could do what they did and make it look good. Yeah, those gamblers yeah, of the day. They were they were yep. the ones who were like, we can make that happen. We can make a hand. You just have to put a little faith in us. Exactly. Look what Ray Harrison has done. Oh, absolutely. My skeletons. Yeah. One, one thing that I, I I do want to touch on what Matthew just said because he, you've been on my show a couple of times is that you kind of touched on your mom and your mom was actually a big part of your career. Yes, both my mom and dad, and they still are to this day. Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're not like the stage mom and dad. They're more no, like no. you know. You know, go get it, Matthew. This is your dream, and we're not going to stand in your way. In fact, you know, I I, I love the way, because you and I, we've had conversations off the show. I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is why I say that he's the nice guy of four. Sorry, Matthew. And sci-fi from Cat Reynolds is that you do have this great relationship with your parents, and a lot of you know, you started young, and a lot of actors, after they start young, they don't have that relationship with their parents again. Well, yeah, I mean, and I've seen it. I've, I've, I've had friends who, you know, their their parents are right there at the beginning, and then, you know, they get a bit of good fortune, and they're like, I know my career, I know where I'm going to steer it, and, and that's fine, you know, who who am I to say, but something gets lost. I mean, I remember on Galador, you know, you're shooting on for Fox Network, you know, you're you're I was up in Montreal for, you know, for a number of years shooting. And um you know, it's kind of like you know, mom dad, why don't you come up, see the set? And I remember some of my buddies were like, you're you're 18 years old now. You have your own television series. There's merchandising rights. You're going to bring your mom and dad to the set, you know, to hang out. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, why wouldn't I? Just because yeah. I'm 18 yeah. doesn't mean they're not my parents. You know, just because I'm 18 yeah. and, and I'm having a, a bit of good fortune doesn't mean that it wasn't because of hey, them what, taking a chance to bring to help yeah, me get out there. You know, people forget. People forget the people who helped them, who who just believe. I mean, to have somebody believe in you is, is an astounding thing, and it's a rare thing to actually. I mean, I've had teachers. I've had teachers. People who are supposed to encourage, you know, growth and believing in in yourself. Say. 
Matthew, you go up to California, you're never going to make it. Oh, yeah, everybody says yeah. that. Yeah, and it's yeah, kind of like, oh, well, you know God. what? The, one of the no. things I hate the most, no, I, and I actually, I, I, I use it. this word, hate it, is when somebody looks at me and says, prove me wrong. It's like, you know what? No, I have nothing to prove to you. But just for the hell of it, when I do succeed, I will send you a poster. And, you know, I'm a man of my word, so I did send a poster. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, my parents, I'm 32, and it's, Mom, Dad, guess what? I just I just landed this film. Or... You know, and it's kind of like this, and then it's, I'll, I'll see you soon, and then you show up, and you got a big old beard, and you look like a Viking. You know, your mom's like, oh, no, oh, what happened to my baby? No, no, you know, and it's like, I'm still here, Mom. I'm inside, you know, and it's like, it's, it's fun. It's that, I mean, you should never lose that. And then, you know, you have a family, and hopefully, if you're lucky enough, you, 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 you meet, you know, your in my case, you know, you meet uh, uh, your wife and you, you form a family or whatever, and then the support is still there and you pass it along. If you have children one day and they say, I want to be an astronaut, it's like, all right, so we need an engineering degree, we need this, we need this. All right, let's start. You know? Yeah. Let's watch yeah. Apollo 13. Let's watch Astronaut Farmer. We're on our way. <laughs> you know, you, you, yeah. need, you need people who believe in you. And when they believe in you enough to actually go the distance and help you fight for your dreams, fight to earn it. I mean, and even, again. And even, Matthew, if you don't, even if you don't, when I was putting together Lost Faith, all I heard from everybody was, you can't do that. You can't do this undertaking. Every time I went to do something, but I did it anyway. I, you know, you have that thing inside you that just says, don't listen to all these people that are telling you no and just do it anyway. And Absolutely. I used to say that on the, all the televisions I showed, all the television shows I did then, I would go on and, and they would say, you know, you really made this movie. How was it? And I, was, I would be like, well, everybody wanted to, nobody wanted, you know, they were all saying you can't do that. Why are you pursuing it? Why are you trying? Don't try. You'll fall on your face. And now I can say, oh, really? Because I've done 100 movies since then. So I don't think I fell yeah, on my face. Yeah, what happens when you succeed? Who, who, what do yeah, those people exactly. do? They do the turnaround. Hey, can I, can I meet in your film? Um, I'm, you know, I'm a good actor. I, I, I sing in the shower. You know, like there's a turnaround sometimes. But you, you see, some someone like you, that is a rarity. Because I'm, I'm sad to say, most people who aren't, like, again, I'm, I'm, I have a charmed life because, again, of my parents and the, the, the fact that they believed in me from the very beginning. But for somebody who doesn't have a support system, who still fights for it, who believes in it enough. Wow. You know, that's that's where, you know, okay, you got 100 movies under your belt. Here's to the next 100 because nothing will stop you. Exactly. Yeah, because you're, well, you can have the, the support. Like I have my, my, my parents, um, my dad, not so much because he had passed away before I really got into it, but my mom always supported me. But the thing is, well, it's, sometimes it's other people in the industry, they don't want it. They're not succeeding, so they don't want you to succeed. Absolutely. And that's the oh, yeah. sad thing. Instead of them saying, let me get behind uh, a Joel Weinstein here or, or let me get behind Matthew Ewald here, they would rather just say, oh, Matthew and Joel, just just stop it. You know, I tried this and I didn't get anywhere. You guys just stop. Don't waste don't, your time. You better quit. Because they don't want to see you succeed. If any good, he'll want it. Yeah, it's it's such a, I mean, this this. This business, man. You know, like I, I, I love it. I love it. I truly, truly do. And I love, I love everything that comes from it. But 
you get those detractors and you get those people who they just, for whatever reason, they want to watch the, the ship sink. They don't want to help it stay afloat. You know, and it's it's yeah. just, it's not like, and I'm not even saying like you go to like an investor or anything like that. I'm not saying people who are just there and they're like, no, nah, you know, don't because because of these you know, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of reasons why you're, you shouldn't do it. And it's like, well, that's fine. What about that one reason why I should? You know, people want to see okay. other people fail, and it's, it, I don't understand why. Well, I mean, I do, but at the same time, it's like just, yeah, it's, it's, a, tricky, it's a tricky thing, but, I mean, you know, you stick with it, and, you know, at the end of the day, who it doesn't, I mean, I want to be an old man looking back at, you know, a DVD, Blu-ray, or you know, whatever holographic imagery. They come you know, up with. Yeah, and see, and see a body of work that I can just say, you know what? I, I look at the adventures I've had. You know, I've yeah. I've battled for the fate of worlds. I've seen the other side of nightmare. I've, you know, I've had countless families in in these movies, and you know, I've lived a hundred different lives. And at the end of the day, I'm proud of the work. You know, that's all yeah. I care about. You know? Yeah, and you should yep. be proud, you know, of your accomplishments. Well, Frankie, do we have any yeah. phone calls for Matthew? Okay. Yes, yes. Let me take some yes. phone calls. All right. Okay, I don't know if uh, we lost callers. Uh, 813, you're live. Feel free to curse. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hello, 813. Hi there. A one three. Who's this? Hello. Who is this? Uh, this Hello? is Yeti from. This is Yeti from Hello, Yeti Radio. Hello, A one three. Hola. You're live with uh, Heartthrob and the nice guy of horror and sci-fi, Matthew E. Oh, okay. Hi, Hello, hey. I'm Rachel. Hello, you're, you're Yeti. Rachel. Yeah, we hear you. Eight one three, I hear you. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> How are you, Yeti? You? I just started talking. It's Rachel and I. Talk over everybody. Do you have a question? Thank you guys so much. Hello. What? Hello. Do you have a question? You Rachel from Facebook. There's too many people talking. We know you. I know you and Anita. We're both pretty lucky too. There's too many people talking, Francis. We love you guys. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thanks so much for doing this and for having Matthew on. And it's just so much fun to hear all your voices. We just, we love you guys so much. And you're such inspirations, all of you. And just, you know, we just love it. So, (laughs) So Anita and I had to call in. Here's Anita. Do you want to say hi, too? Hi, Matthew. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so now I can finally hear Rachel, Anita, Ra- Anita and Rachel? Yes, hi, Matthew. Hey, how, old, how are you guys? It's so good to hear your voice. All I heard was, like, so oh, many scattering you. of voices, and I, I couldn't hear, and then I hear Rachel. I know, I'm like, I, know. I know, that's Rachel. really confusing. Hey. No, hi. Oh, my God. It's so, it's fantastic to hear your guys' voice. Oh, it's so fantastic Thank to you hear so much you for calling in. in. Oh my goodness, it's so cool to hear you. Yeah. See, I have to tell everybody who's li- anybody who's listening right now, Rachel and Anita have been there from the very, very, very beginning. Like I'm talking Galador days. Aww. And when 
it doesn't matter what project it is, even, I mean, it doesn't matter what I do. If, if there's any kind of like, if there's a bad day, you know, or whatever, if for some, it's, it's almost like they're empathic. It's, you get this beautifully written email or you get, you know, you, you jump on and you see these incredibly uh, well-constructed, you know, like videos. So they've been, they've essentially, you know, it almost feels like, like family, you know, or they should be part of my like publicity oh, so group. Much. Because wow, that means everything, Matthew. That's so awesome. No, and it's true. I don't, I don't blow smoke, but I mean, I remember the people who have been there, you know, and who supported, and you guys have been I, there well, from, from, I mean, holy crap, probably even terminal error, if I remember correct. Yes. Um, I know we didn't speak until until Galador, but um, how right, how right. fun! I'm so you know I'm so humbled and hand to chest. That oh, it's you, so good to hear your guys' voice. Oh, thank you. Well, you're just such a light. You just you've blessed us so much and just such an inspiration and yeah yeah. It's awesome. true. I am Rachel pretty amazing. No. you. Yeah. No, I'm. Thank oh, you thank so you, much. Matthew. I'm so humbled. It's so good to hear your voice. Yeah. You made my night. <laughs> Actually, oh, I'm humble wow. too because Rachel, we've we've talked a lot on Facebook, and to hear your yeah. voice too, that's really that's really oh, badass. I'm gonna so go ahead and say it. Yeah, I love you too, um, Francie. Thank you. It's fine because we're both here, so we're well, probably getting more well. complicated. But this is Rachel talking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, just talking now. I'm talking, so we're just making it confusing. But you guys are all yes, so. Yes. Oh, I just put an Anita. Tell Anita we said hi and we love you. Yeah, I love oh, you both very much. We love you guys so much. Thank you. You guys are just such lights and oh my goodness. Here's Anita. Oh, such there. a blessing to get through to you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, you're oh, so no, you, you are you. awesome and thank you for holding for so long. I, I'm sorry it took so long to pick you up. Oh, that was fun. We got to hear it. That was wonderful. Because yeah, it wasn't working very well on our computer, so that was fantastic. Yeah, we could hear him. Oh, okay. Is Anita yeah. with you, or is she, uh, like, yeah, she's a right far here. She's right here. She's been talking to our We're 248-248. We're about to pick up on you, but first we're going to talk to Anita. Anita, get on the phone. Hi, Francie. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, this is so cool. You're in your life, Matthew Ewald. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you girls are amazing. Yeah, I'm. It's, oh, you are just awesome. It's, it's so, it's you know, it's Thank so, you. it's really incredible. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's, it's these kind of things. You know that again. It, I don't. I don't care who you are. You. You. You're in this business long enough. You. you just like we were discussing. You. You meet a lot yeah, of detractors. No. You meet a lot of people who are. You know, like oh, you know, I liked you when you were. You know, when you were doing the right. young adult stuff, and now why do you have a why do you have an axe and covered in blood? You know, like <laughs> people forget that you grow up and that you're you, no you know you do these you do these other movies, but you you never forget the people who were with you and who continue to support you. You know, the entire way. So again, I don't I don't mean to repeat myself, but well, 
and Anita, that's, that's, you know, and that's Rachel, not thank usual. you so much. <laughs> you, no, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you're, it's you're, not. You're, it truly isn't. So I'm just, I'm very, I'm very, very humbled. I'm so, I'm so happy that, you know, you guys well, called in. You know, you're a very, you're a very, very and, gem. It's amazing to, to, and, to have and, you know, that attitude. That he, attitude he grew up very good looking, didn't he? Oh, jeez.
have no clue about some of this stuff. And I'm telling you, he, if you want to know something about these guys, he'll tell you. He's like you know, a walking it's, encyclopedia. <laughs> it's it's an it's an interesting thing to to see the the younger generation. Like I have two I have two uh, little nephews who, and I, I bring them up because they they kind of like the same stuff that I did at their age. And I mean, you know, still do. Like you know, they they like their Ninja Turtles. They like their Legos and and so on. But everything right now is at your fingertips. Like yeah. if you want to watch something, you jump on your cell phone, or your iPad, or you know whatever. Um, but you know, I remember the first time I went to, uh, again, I was born and raised in Minnesota, and I went to Video Update. That was our video store. And um, I would go there probably three, four times a week and just stockpile on movies and watch and watch. I'd bike down there, and um, and I was always known as the, you know, oh, it's the horror kid. He, You know, got all he gets, horror and science fiction. But I remember seeing the cover for Nosferatu, and it was like, what is this? Why does he look like that? That's not a typical vampire. What do we got going on here? And well, he you know, was it's, original. <laughs> it's amazing to see how um how I mean just him rising from the coffin. You know, if from that yeah. era of time, it's like they oh my god, they were again pioneers. Exactly. So no, I'm very familiar with the film. Uh, it's in my collection. Yeah, that's another one that he he likes a lot. Um. You know, okay, every once cool. in a while, I'll say, hey, let's watch it, and we'll watch it, you know. And, um, I mean, I, when he first brought it to me, you know, it was one of those ones that I don't remember hearing about because I was watching, you know, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and all that stuff, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know. And um, and he started just rattling off all this stuff about it. It's like, wow. You know, I mean, he's been doing this, I mean, since he was born, he's watched all kinds of stuff, but... Like I said, you know, he likes those guys. The, I mean, they, it, like I said, if it wasn't for them, you know, where would we be right. today? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Uh, hello. Can I interrupt? This is John Link. Go ahead. Sure. Hello, John. Yeah. <clears throat> Nosferatu, the, the original, uh, starring Max Schreck, the set uh-huh. designer was Alban Grau. Alban Grau was a real occult initiate. He was a uh, a member of the Panosophic Lodge. Now, uh-huh. um, if you if you look at the the scene with the the letter, remember that one where the Nosferatu letter? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh-huh. uh, they those kind of letters they they used that in the in the uh, his his lodge to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, uh, the the symbols. I I like to analyze the letter when I have the time. The symbols are on there were mainly astrological. Um, yep. Alban Brow was a, a, a practicing astrologer, also cabalistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very the, the fascinating that letter. And now the the the, the his concept of of uh, Nos, uh, Count Orlock the vampire, it was based on modeled after a rat. See, he connected uh, with the folklore the folklore of of the plague in uh, medieval Europe. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an, the 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 level of detail in in a film, uh, you know, where 
detail was key, you know, because obviously you have set dressers, you have set design and prop and, and a wardrobe and everything like that. But yeah. for a film like that, where, you know, the oh. detail truly was key, it, it is amazing how um, how much was put into it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, you do know that they were supposed to destroy all the films that were made. Yeah, but a brand wow. Stoker's widow. That yeah, they were they were all supposed to be destroyed, but one somehow, I forget, I don't remember the story how it happened, but one was saved somehow. They were pirated copies that yeah. nobody knew where they were, so they couldn't destroy them. That's it. There, but there was only one left, and look how big it becomes. You know, even though it was made so long ago, and then all that stuff happened surrounding it, you know, if you look at it, I mean, it's it's popular again. And you know? Have you ever seen Alban Grau's paintings of Nostradamus? They're on the Internet. Oh, no, I'll have to go look. My, yeah. my son probably has because, you know, he's obsessed with, you know, some of this stuff. Yeah, Google um, Nostradamus, Alban Grau. I will. I will definitely have to check it out. In fact, I'll probably just ask my son because he'll probably say, "Oh, here's his mom." Oh, because he can uh, find anything. Uh, he, your your yeah. son sounds like someone who will be in a, a good guest on my my Block Talk Radio show. Let me tell you what. He's a really good kid. He's not big on the phone, but he's a really good kid. He's uh he's got plans though. You guys, we got he's one more caller. We got Go one more. Two, four, eight. Two four eight. Two four eight. You're live. Hey, it's me again. I lost you for a brief second. I had to call back. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, that's Tom Sawyer. Hey, um, <laughs> I had to write down I, these area codes. I, I, I can kind of relate to you, like in the B movies and uh, your mother influenced you. My mother was a bad influence on me too with the horror movies and the B movies. <laughs> We'd stay up late, watch them, and everything. So, yeah, he's, really, you know. he's just always been into them. You know, I, I exposed my kids to them. I wanted them to see, you know, the classic stuff, the stuff that if it wasn't for them, these yeah, movies, the they would the fun be stuff too. Yeah, I mean, the fun it stuff. is fun. There's times where him and I will sit down and watch an old movie together. You know, of course, right now he's hanging out with his friends on the computer and, mm-hmm. you know, going to school. And once he graduates, he's got plans. He's going to go in the military, so... Okay, I got one question for everybody. First of all, Tom Sawyer, I love having you on the show. Every time you call in, you're brilliant. Number two, oh, we you. were number one in our time cast. Yay. Very we were the number yeah, one right. show. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, that's all due to Matthew. Matthew. Hey, Francie. Francie. Hey, yes. It's it's Joel again. I'm going to bug out, honey, but you guys sound good, Matthew. I just wanted to say good luck with everything, good luck with Plan 9, and the books are awesome. I'm awesome. I've been kind of listening to everybody and looking at your books and your Facebook and watching the the different trailers you have, so good luck with that. And just everybody have an awesome night. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joel. We love you, Joel D. Right, we love you, you Joel Wine. By the way, that is Joel D. Winecoop, who is a very established actor. I love him. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. He is a magnificent man, and he's always a great guest. 
And he, but I'm, he I'm not a good looking at Matthew. Hey, hey uh, I don't want to. I don't want this to get weird yeah. or anything. But I, uh, I love you too, man. Oh, you're in love with Matthew? I don't want this to get weird or anything, but I, I, I love you too. Francis, not the only one. Yeah. It could happen. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, before we, I guess, get ready to end, I do want to mention I got to give a couple big shout outs to a few people at Monster Palooza this weekend. Besides the Cheney family, uh, my brother Tim, who went with me. Also to Chris Hanna, who uh, did his horror poetry reading for the very first time today. Did an amazing job, which we videotaped. Um, Dave Rita and, of course, Bill Jody Selman and everyone at Monster Palooza. It was a great time. Uh, So get ready. Who knows? You might see me at some of Monster Palooza. In well, September, hey, you never know. I just want to let you guys all know that here in Pennsylvania, in Erie, Pennsylvania, exactly, they have a big deal right before Halloween. It's called Monster Fest or something like that. Yes. And they have everything. And yes. it's, you know, next year I'm taking my son because, you know, he's all into a lot of that stuff. Of course, I don't know where he gets it from, huh, Francie? But, yeah, no, but the, the thing before us, uh, the thing is, with Monster Palooza, it's basically also about makeup, well and you have, like, people from the TV show Face Off there. You'll uh-huh. also run into directors of uh, classic horror movies. I just walking around, checking out the props and the makeup people do. Yeah. On friends. And, you know, they'll have, like, the celebs uh, selling autographs and what, stuff like that. This year was George Romero, Linda Blair, uh, let's see, Yato Koto, uh, Michael Gross, uh, uh, Michael Bean. Uh, so many people were there this year, or nice. this weekend. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was fun. It, it was beautiful weather out in Burbank, California. Met some great people from Florida and uh, from the Bay Area. And uh, Thomas Turney, who's been a guest with uh, us, and Nick on Nikki Palomino's show, was there. And, uh, I can't forget that. And, of course, uh, Bree Joseph from Face Off. She was really sweet, and it's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Bree Joseph, and thank you for the interview. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and I would say if anyone can save up cash and come out to Burbank, California, like Matthew probably remembers the Burbank area. Absolutely. You, uh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, at the convention center at. The Marriott Hotel is where they hold this convention, and it's it's amazing. It's a great time, and you know, I recommend anyone who can come out to California during either Monster Palooza or Son of Monster Palooza and check it out. Go for it. Uh, be a lot of fun. 
And uh, as I say, you never know who you're going to run into at these conventions. And, uh, of course, Matthew, I'm very proud of you with your uh, welcoming book and Flying 9 from Outer Space. Oh, well, thank you yeah, very, Matthew, very much. Definitely. Surely. Matthew, are you still there? I'm here. Congratulations on that. I mean, this is, like, going to be a really big – this is huge. Everybody cannot wait for that. Everybody that – I posted the trailer, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, i got to see this movie. Well, it's it's something I'm very proud of. You know, it's an ensemble – um, a lot of very talented people. Um, and so I hope, I hope when people watch it, they, uh, you know, they take away the, uh, the, the adventure that it is and, and I hope they enjoy the hell out of it. But, um, no, I'm, I'm very grateful for the kind words. So thank you. One, one thing that I actually found really cool about learning this, doing this show with you is that you watched this with your dad, did you ever think, like, in a, when you're watching that and your dad is watching it with you, like, my son's going to do a remake of this, and it's going to be freaking awesome. Because well, I, it's getting well, huge. It's, I, 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 you know, because I've been keeping up with the Plan 9 from Outer Space and with the remake, and everybody is saying that this is the remake of them all. Oh wow! Well, that's that's yeah, some, um, that's some epic praise. Responses. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I think, you know, the older you get, everything everything changes. But like my Somebody my else dad was with me when I got my original audition for for Galador. You know, yeah. and so my dad and I, you know, we would watch Alien, you know, Blade Runner. Uh, like I said, the day the Earth still Plan Nine, all of these. We'd watch all of these movies, and he really kind of introduced me to to so many of them. And, I mean, my father, ex-military, he's law enforcement. His movies, you know, he stopped really caring about movies when the Duke died. You know, so he um, he kind of, he always loves the Western, you know, the, the police movies, you know, things of that nature. But for some reason, you know, I guess he saw a spark or something where I gravitate to these, these kind of films. And so... When I got the script, uh, I was actually at my parents, and uh, we were all sitting down uh, downstairs in the living room. And my dad had a had a bar kind of set up, and so we were both sitting at the bar, and I'm looking over the script, and my dad said, "You know, boy, isn't that funny how life works out? You know, we watched the original, you know, over the course of these summers, and we we just, you know, we saw the strings on the UFOs, we saw the cardboard." you know, gravestones, and it's like we, we, every time we watched it over the next summer and then the next summer, we, we get a little older, so we notice different things, um, and so to be able to sit down with them, you know, and to see kind of that look like it's, it's the parallel of watching it as a, as a little kid, and then watching it, you know, shoulder to shoulder with my dad, uh, you know, as an adult, it's it's a very kind of it's a very fulfilling because it it shows that you know like there's there's a reason we're able to do this and it's again because mom and dad you know took just one little chance you know and here we are yeah. doing a movie that that we we loved growing up so it's it's a very that cool is, thing. yeah that is that is very awesome 
And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not trying to like publish myself, but um, you know, with me and my dad, uh, I introduced him to legendary singer King of Soul, Solomon Burke, and I would right. always make my dad listen to Solomon Burke in the car. And my dad actually loved Solomon Burke after a little while. He's like, Francie, you got the blues. You know, he would always say that, but he would also, like, you know, when I was driving him to work and I'm listening to Solomon Burke in the car, and now, you know, a couple of years later, I'm interviewing Solomon Burke. You know, that was kind of a milestone for me to say, look, Dad. And, you know, I think that's an awesome thing when you're talking about your dad and watching these things because... This is kind of like a milestone. Yeah. It's it's a very it's a very fulfilling um it almost means more than than any other exactly. kind of like oh you're going to go to a premiere you're going to walk a red carpet you're going to get all dressed up whatever. It's it 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 means more to me being able to sit down with my parents and show them you know, the labor of love that these projects are than than going to an event like that. You know, it's doesn't yeah. doesn't make one you know less than the other. It's just a, a personal preference. But it's, I mean, I remember I, again. I'm 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 living in Montreal shooting the series, and then we come to find out that Richard Donner is next door filming filming a movie. And um, you know, over I won't get into it, but I, I ended up getting hurt on the set. We needed a an on screen uh, or a on set medic, and it was the one day that our medic wasn't there the one day out of three years and so i just suggested why don't we go to the it's a richard donner film they'll they'll have them like in a storage container you know you can just pop out a medic and um and you know so i go over there i got fixed up and and you're able I'm, i was able to meet richard donner and and hang out with um with like gerard butler who became a very good friend and and uh the late Paul Walker, you know, you, you're able to go out and hang out with these people. And it's kind of like the first thing you do is not like, man, I've made it. It's I'm going to call mom and dad because how cool is this? <laughs> you know, this is the director of Superman, you know, lethal weapon. No, Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, it's, that's the and fun Goonies, thing is where you meet Goonies. these people. You can't forget Goonies. Uh, Goonies. Oh, of course. Oh, no, yeah. Go- Goonies oh my is God. Awesome. Goonies. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we still um, watch that constantly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when you're able to meet the people who have inspired you, when you're able to meet, you know, the your heroes, and they turn out to be humble, down to earth kind of people, I think it just it reinforces the fact that it's not all about the you know fame and fortune. It's not what comes from the projects. It's that you know, hopefully, they still enjoy the creative process. I mean. I remember the movies that I would burn through over and over and over is like Lost Boys, you know, Goonies, you know, again, Aliens. You know, you, you watch these oh, movies yeah. over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. And then it's kind of like, holy crap, I get to meet one of these people that really inspired me. I hope, I really hope they're cool. I hope they're nice. And That's then, right. you know, it's, I think it's, it's an incredible thing. And when you were able to meet a man, Francie, that you, 
you respect and you admire not just for the talent, but you listen to his music, and then you actually, I mean, I've I've heard the interviews and I've heard the stories. I you spoke became, in his way. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you become <laughs> yeah. friends with this person, yeah. and it's kind of like, you know, that's, again, I'm, for some reason I feel like I'm I'm banging the drum of, people, let's just all get along, yeah. you know, let's create. Yeah. Um, and I don't yeah. mean it like that, but it's just, it means something yeah, special. And I think that's an incredible thing. Like, exactly. I agree with I, you. I, uh, also, yeah, I'll like, tell you this um, much. I, I, I got to tell you guys, I, I, I enjoyed interviewing this guy. He's been on my show a couple of times. Uh, Corn Nimick, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, yeah. I know everybody. Yeah, he's been on my show a couple of times, and the first interview I did with him, he called me up, like, right after the show, because, you know, we talked on the cell phone, and the first time that I seen him call my cell phone, I was like, I can't take the call. I'm not prepared. I, I don't even know what to say to him, and I knew it was him, because he said, I'm going to call you. And there he was, and I was at my mom. My mom had a house cleaning service. She was a maid, and I actually took the call as I was vacuuming somebody's floor. And I'm sitting here like, my gosh, I got the chance to interview Corn Nimick. He was one of my first poster boys as a teenager. You know, he his posters hung my walls. I had such a crush on him. And now he's calling me. And then after we, okay, I'm I'm making the long story short, but soon after that, the, I interviewed him, and he called me up right after the show, and he was like, dude, that was the best fucking interview I ever had. He actually said fucking. And I was like, oh, yeah, so I didn't disappoint you. And he goes, nope. In fact, David Faustino will be calling you tomorrow. And I'm like, what? He's like, David Faustino will be on your show. Bud Bundy, married with children. Hello. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I have a little girl from South Carolina who's who's a full-time college student who cleans houses. In the it's pretty freaking remarkable, Matthew. Wouldn't you agree? Would everybody it's agree with remarkable. that? And it's, it's, oh, it's definitely. something that you cherish, you know? Well, here we go. I got a nice prime example for you about oh, yeah, meeting your idols. Okay. Um, this weekend at Monster Palooza, uh, our friend Chris Hannon uh, basically read horror poetry through the perspective oh, yeah. of Chris Hannon. Through was the, uh, he, you know, talking through the visions of the other, like the Shining or Bright Night or whatever. And on Friday, uh, Tom Holland, the director of Bright Night, was the Monster Palooza. Oh, and he nice. was just, uh, just hanging oh, cool. out. And Chris, gave, uh, you know, sent him his poem from Bright Night. And immediately after Tom got back from the hotel, he automatically told him it was really great and liked it. And and Chris was like flabbergasted, and like my other friends from Vegas who came in for the convention got to meet him, and they said he was the nicest guy, and it just blows people's minds when you meet 
you know, some of your idols or some of your favorite directors or actors or whatever. And I agree with Matthew. You hope that when you meet them, they're nice and they're acceptance of their fans, regardless of what movie they have may been in, you know? Exactly. Because you just you sit there and it's like as I was talking, Sarah Karloff was uh, at this convention, uh-huh. the Cheney family were there oh. selling stuff, which, you know, you're just going like, Oh, that's awesome, you know. Oh, they're definitely. they're such a they're a sweet family. And and they're basically they're there just to educate people, saying, "Hey, this is our grandfather, or great grandfather, and our great granddad's legacy from the horror movies people grew up watching and stuff like that." Yeah, and which is a great thing. And yeah. you know the the convention itself is pretty big. It like takes up the full convention center. As Matt could probably tell you if he's ever been to some of the conventions. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And basically, you know, for this convention, they have it all the way into the hotel lobby. Wow. And they have, like, some of the rooms on the side that you're walking through to get to the convention center filled with celebs or... Like, for example, at Douglas, the Midnight Syndicate, the band was there. Yeah. Great guy. Great musician. Oh, God, uh, my you son would have loved it. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he would have loved it, definitely. Makeup, effects. Well, that's like... Uh, um, it, it, they have, like, people from the TV show Face Off there. Uh-huh. Uh, you name it, it's about, you know, and it's like as Brie Joseph, who was on season two of Face Off, it's uh-huh. sort of like bringing the, you know, behind the scenes up front so people can nice. see it. And and it gets the acknowledgement, you know, that, hey, I acknowledge every filmmaker, writer, actor, uh, makeup person, effects person who work on movies. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's hard work. And yep. I, as I would tell Matthew, you know, hey, you know, let's say your first movie doesn't make it out of the gate. Just keep going. Keep doing what you love. Oh, you absolutely. know, if you love to make movies or act, go for it, you know. Well, this, like, this, this, this yeah. thing that they do in Erie, okay, it's called Erie Horror Fest. Like yeah. last year, they had um, Richard Hatch, Eric Roberts, yes. Vernon Wells, the Boogeyman, <laughs> yeah. Jim Winburn. They had all these guys. Yeah. So I'm thinking, if any of you guys want to do this, I could probably get a hold of them and get you an invite. Hey! Don, there was something that Nick and I have been talking about during the show. Uh huh. Would you like to be a regular on Francine's Friends? Sure, I'd love it. All right, I love Nick. hanging out with you guys. All right, so Don, you. you're gonna Joe? Are you are you satisfied yeah. with that? Uh, I'm fine. You know, it's like if I can't be here, it's always good to have more people on. 
you know, because I might be out one weekend and I, you know, I might not be able to call in. And you're like, hey, yo, uh, enjoy the show, you know. <laughs> because it's like, I, I kid you not, it's like, I didn't know if I was able to, gonna be able to call in tonight, you know, like, you yeah. know, I'm on my way back from Burbank and last Nick, I wasn't sure if you were going to be on the show tonight. Yeah, I know. Well, it was funny because I, as everyone who listened last year, about this time, I was coming back from Monster Palooza, and I had an older phone, and I, I get through... I can, I can barely hear them, but they can hear me, and I'm kind of like singing along to something, or I'm making music up while waiting for Francie to let me know, hey, you're unmuted. And for the first couple of minutes, I'm just like, dooby-dooby-doo. And like, oh, no. all of a sudden, I try to hear, I hear them, and the next thing you know, my phone dies. And I go, crap, sorry. I tried to call in. That was the Jessica Cameron show. <laughs> well, you know, I, my theory is that they. My theory is that. You still there? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're here. Uh, my theory is um, if, if you guys, if we can get you guys, some of you guys to Harvest, yeah. I mean, come on, look at who they got last year. Why can't we get you guys there? You're oh, a lot more talk fun. Talking to Francie. Talking to Francie. You guys are a lot more fun. We can. We can really we can do our live broadcast. You can walk around with the cell phone. What do you think, Matthew? I think that's a solid plan. Yeah, you know, I mean, if they got those guys, why can't we get you guys? We could tear this place up. Yeah, if anything, we can get one of you two walking around with a cell phone. And come on, we got a little signal on the show. Remember that, Joe Flynn? Oh, my gosh, how amazing was that? Remember we got I'm, still, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Roddy Piper. Oh yeah. Oh, and talk you know about what? That. We are so working. Okay. Speaking of Roddy, oh, Roddy way, Piper, Francie. I have a, I have a clip Francie, from the Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper show. Are, can you guys hear me? Talk about yeah. Hold on, Francie. Talk about Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, Tuesday. Uh, this or Sunday of this last week, before I went Wait. to Monster Palooza. You Roddy better Piper, not say that you were with Roddy Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper has a book out. Yeah, I got oh, does an he? email. Yeah, and he was okay. doing a book signing out in Burbank last ah. week. Matthew, have you heard our Roddy Roddy Piper problems? No, I have not. Oh, my oh. gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, my were, God. We were destined to get Rowdy Rowdy. You know, I, I I know a girl is not supposed to say that Rowdy Rowdy Piper is her hero, but his life story and his charisma, I mean, come on. I was a huge Rowdy Rowdy Piper fan, and he is uh, my oh, hero. Oh, 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 yeah. And by the way, uh, I also ran into John and Rain. I should say hello to John, Raina, and Ken, because they're with me this weekend. So, yeah, guys. So, so I yeah. thought that we had Rowdy Rowdy Piper on the show. It was a done deal. I had his manager on the show. I did my deed. 
I got his manager on the show. I got him a lot of publicity. And then comes to find out, Matthew, are you ready okay. for this? I'm, I'm ready. It was not Rowdy, Rowdy Piper's manager. Oh, oh, oh damn. Apparently, IMBD has a way to lie to you. So oh I'm all gung-ho. We got Rowdy Rowdy Piper and people that I work with in the daytime that I used to work for, they were like, no, because I, I was like, Rowdy Rowdy Piper's going to be on my show, and they're like, no, he's not. I was like, yes, he is. I've already booked it. He's going to be on the show tonight. Turns out that he was doing a 3D live showing of They Live in L.A. And I actually talked to the live manager who said that Rowdy Rowdy Piper, after this, is flying somewhere in America and that Rowdy Rowdy Piper cannot do the show. And I found this out like an hour before our show. So I knew we were not going to have Roddy Roddy Piper. Matthew, are you still there? Yeah, no, I'm here. I feel really bad for you. So, oh, but I fixed it. That's terrible. Oh, but you fixed it. Everybody that listened to this show at work, it was Blog Talk Radio's number one pick of the day. Whatever (laughs) page you went on, there was Roddy Roddy Piper. Like, Francie and Friends has got Rowdy Rowdy Piper. So I had to fix the fact that we were not getting Rowdy Rowdy Piper. You want to see how I fix it? Yes. Okay, I called a really good comedian friend of ours. His name is Spanky Brown, and i got to give Spanky credit for this. And I told Spanky, I was like, look, whatever you do, you do not insult Rowdy Rowdy Piper. You only insult us. Make me look like the fool. And this is what he did. And everybody at work that told me that I was not going to get Rowdy Rowdy Piper, they gave me a great big hug, and they said, you fix that show. Here it is. Well, that's... Okay, what did you do? Here's the spoof. Yes, this is, uh, first of all, this uh, this is Spanky Brown. And, uh, Spanky Brown. There he is. Spanky Brown. <laughs> yeah, let me tell y'all, this is some bullshit right here. I want y'all to know. I went out. I went out. I went out to Marshall today and bought a kilt. I bought a damn kilt. First of all, yeah. I'm a black. Are you wearing it? And please, if you are wearing it, please tell us you're going commando too. I am. I know. If you're black, but we don't do the commando thing too often. But listen, <laughs> they don't make kids long enough for that, Ron. That's right. That's right. Black you tell man does not go commando. Let alone oh, wear a fucking. Let alone wear a freaking kilt. But look, I, Amos, Amos, six black folk in the world's got a kilt on. I'm one of them right now because I'm sitting with my kilt on. I got a I got a kilt with I, I got a kilt with spinners on it right now and I thought that you guys through and have freaking rowdy rowdy piper on but I'm ready for some rowdy rowdiness and I get I stay up late I'm skipping the Matlock marathon on Ivy Television right now to be here with y'all ass and I can't believe this shit. 
I got my copy of They Live on my lap. That's such a great movie. <laughs> and I cannot believe that you guys have not come through with the interview. I, you know, I really am disappointed because I was all spent and ready. That's how you fake, Sarah. He went on for like a whole hour. It was brilliant. Oh my god! Yeah, that that was that was pretty damn fantastic. That was great. <laughs> well, it was yeah, taking it was so, taking you know a negative and making it a positive. So hopefully you yeah, still can get yeah. Roddy on, you know, one day. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still working on this. Very. <laughs> And I, I always said, there's two things that I'm going to do if I retire. If I get Rowdy Roddy Piper on my show, or if I get Phil Collins on my show, if I get both of them, I'm going to retire, because how can you talk those two shows? There's no way possible. Oh, I don't know. I think you can do it. I think I could, too, but... I it's... think you could, too. I have a lot of... A lot of... Go for you. I mean, I know you can do it. Yeah, and, you know, I was calling my mom back home. I'm like, holy crap, Mom, I'm getting Rowdy Roddy Piper. My mom was, like, so excited. She's like, oh, you're, you know, he was all over my walls. I was like, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and And I was like, how do I fix this? Because everybody, because, you know, you do have daytime jobs. We talked about this earlier. You do have daytime jobs, and you're, like, at your job, and you're like, I'm getting freaking out of writing paper on my show. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. Don't tell me I'm not doing it because I already know I'm doing it. And they're like, no, you're not, because this is what he's doing. And I'm like, crap. I got to oh fix this and I, because your blog talk radio's number one pick of the day. How do you fix it? Exactly. Matthew, what would you do to fix it? Uh, pretend that I was Roddy, Roddy Piper, who's <laughs> pretending to play Matthew V. Wald in an upcoming biopic. Oh, that's oh, good. That's good. You would make a great Rowdy Roddy Piper, actually, Matthew Ewald. I never thought of that. Uh, I'd make a great Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. You know what? I don't agree with you, but uh, <laughs> thank you. We'll, 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 we, we will work on that. I, I, will, I will look into getting a kilt. Um, I'll, I'll nick all of my T-shirts so I can rip it open when I get in the ring. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I'll wear sunglasses so even at night. <laughs> I, I can do this. Oh, you can do it. Yeah, you, you got it nailed already. See, I should have called you and say, "Hey, Matthew, act like you're Roddy Roddy Piper." It could have been an audition tape. You <laughs> an audition tape for "They Live Again." <laughs> All right, all right, Nick, Nicholas Gabasi with Black Fishy Books. Uh, Block Talk Radio is about to cut us off. Yeah, do you want to say a few things? Oh, I don't know. Do you want to thank Matthew Ewald? I wanted to thank everybody for being on the show. It was a great show tonight, everybody. It was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Yes, it's always great having Matthew here on the show, too. 
And Joel Weinkoop, too. Isn't that cool? It's like a two-for-one sale. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody else. Yeah. So, Francie Weatherwin. You're Mason. We got a commercial for our good friend Yvonne Mason, who's awesome. And we also have at Black Betsy Books, we've got an anthology, and all of proceeds go to Yvonne Mason's son, who's been having some serious medical problems. It's uh, the anthology is called Blessings from the Darkness, and it's still on sale. Check it out. A lot of great talent there. Uh, and it's worth it. Yvonne is a good friend of ours. She's an awesome lady. Uh, yeah, she is an awesome lady. After that, we're going to play some uh, John Lee clips. Once in a lifetime does a great author set the stage for a wonderful trip into the minds and lives of their characters. Yvonne Mason doesn't just write books. She crafts memorable experiences. Best-selling true crime fiction author Yvonne Mason will leave you on the edge of your seat and checking behind every corner for the weirdos that only real life can breathe. Find her books on Amazon.com and make sure you check out such titles like Dreamcatcher, Failure is Never an Option, The Pink Canary, and Silent Scream today. Hello again! Hey, everyone's playing together right now! <laughs> Look, there they are! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop, stop! Luna, we can't play if you bite Fufa! We don't ever want to bite our friends! Don't!
Yeah, I'm here. Send this out John Link style. <clears throat> this is John Link on Francie and Friends. Until next Sunday, so long. Love you, John. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs>